You know what time it is. It's time for another episode of the 3 and 1 podcast. Joining us from Cleveland, Ohio, Mr. Pivot himself. Give it up for Ian Lamont Morgan. Let's go. Another week. Five and two. Five and two. And here in Columbus, by way of Cincinnati, and he still roots for the home team. Give it up for Keith Turner Jr. Man, it's good to see them Buckeyes back on the field. 1-0. Seven more to go. Let's go. And here in the capital city, by way of several other places, it's your boy, Malcolm Morgan. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. And it feels so good to be back, gentlemen. How y'all doing today? Sir. How y'all doing? Energized, man. Cleveland, Ohio State. This is... uh in the prime of my life, an exhilarating World Series, right? No, nah. no, not right. really. Nah. Thanks, guys. <laughs> so, and we missed you on the live show. Oh, oh! For, before we do that, Keith, how are you doing, man? You know, I'm all right. I am all right. You know, uh, yeah. We just got rid of Carlos Dunlap. That's uh, interesting, but we get something for him, so I'll take it, I guess. But the main thing is, is that. The Buckeyes are back, baby. We back, baby. And we're going to talk about them a little bit later. Uh, But, Ian, we want to give you a chance. We did our live show on Sunday. We had to do it without you. Um, Of course, we missed having you on. Uh, not really, not really on this Sunday, <laughs> not, not, not this particular week. Next week we could miss you, but not this week. <laughs> so, let's give you a chance to talk about how you're feeling after last week's game. Uh, Bank, Browns take it down the Bengals in dramatic fashion. Ooh, Very dramatic. My, fashion. my, my. No, no, yeah, no, definitely. What a game! What a game! I only got to catch a portion of it. Um, sidebar: Shout out to my church. Uh, they, they definitely uh, surprised me, and so has from all day festivities that uh we were not expecting but that was it was super super great appreciation and uh yeah but the cherry on top was because i'll tell you like the start of things got really really draft because i was (laughs) looking at how baker started that game and i wanted to mortgage him his wife just just get out just get out um it's been a tough start to the year and then i had nothing but conflict um, here I am trying to balance this stuff, you know, with the church, and then I'm angry at Baker, and then he's doing the incredible, the impossible. Uh, he comes out and, and plays a heck of a game. I'm wildly entertained by Joe Burrow. I just got to get that out. Oh, Joe. Um, the, the cat is legitimate. I'm sitting there watching, and I said, I couldn't help but say it out loud. I said, no, he's solid. Dude is a stud. Um, but again, back to Baker. <laughs> what a game. <laughs> what a tear. A record-breaking performance. Uh, what is it, 21 straight? Um, I think it was 23, it 23 straight. It was 23. Whew, lordy. Um, only with, only missed one more pass for the game after starting 0-5. But most importantly, that offense was moving. He was clicking. He was looking accurate. He was looking like how he does when Odell's not in the lineup. Don't get me started there. It's the weirdest thing in the world. But, I mean – whether we like it or not, he feels extra pressure when Odell is out there. Um, 
And so him playing loose, playing free, and guys were enjoying themselves, the the resurrection of Rashard Higgins, uh, no, solid, solid win. But shouts out to Cincinnati. Listen, I know the Steelers are undefeated. I know the Ravens are formidable. I know that the Browns are getting better. Man, Cincinnati's going to be a force to be reckoned with if that front office does what it needs to do in offseason. That's uh, a big if, Ian. You know, being a Cincinnati fan for many heartbreaking years, we know all too well about not getting players that we should get and not spending money um, to get your team better. <clears throat> so, but we appreciate your shout outs. Uh, um, at, the, at the end of the day, that's a game we should win. Uh, Joe Burrow did everything he could, uh, and our defense just could not get a stop, even with our very piss poor offensive line we still were scoring joe burrow was making unbelievable throws he has great chemistry with t higgins um Mm -hmm. and i mean aj green was coming back from the dead a little bit you know Mm -hmm. making a few catches for us tyler boyd looked good giovanni bernard i mean we we did all that without our star running back with joe mixon so you know of course there is the potential uh for us to have something to look forward to but um well, I mean, we got another offensive lineman from Seattle. You know, that's the that is the trend. We have our playmakers. Even if we lose AJ Green and we get just a decent, another decent receiver, we have the weapons we need. We signed Joe Mixon. We need offensive line. Earth to Mike Brown. Please spend money and get an offensive line. Draft picks, <laughs> uh, uh, free agency. I don't care how you do it. Get some offensive line and get some defense. That's all we need. But uh, shout out to Baker, though. That was, a, I mean, probably the best half of football I've seen from him in his entire NFL yeah, career. Absolutely. So. And it was done without Odell Beckham, who is now out for the season with ACL tear. Real quick, guys. Mm. Do you think that the Browns are better now obviously talent wise they you're losing an obvious talent but schematically does it is there a chance this makes them better well if this past week was any measure uh then uh, yes but it just it makes zero sense to me how someone could be more pressured uh with a star <laughs> as good as odell um than to not have him and you i <sighs> I don't know how that works, you know, only in Cleveland. Will that, will that ever work? Um, except, well, maybe, I don't know. AJ Green has not been very good for us, but we also haven't been good while he's out either. So, um, I don't know. I, I guess the jury's still out, Malcolm. Mm. Uh, this is really hard. Um, That's what she said. Yeah. We shouldn't <laughs> be better. It. <laughs> it, was, it was like a perfect ooh, too. Um <laughs> It's we we shouldn't be better, but we are. That's kind of where I am on it. Um, it does. I think there's something you still have to ask yourself about Baker. Um, in that regard, why you cannot get a guy like that, that explosive and that talented going. But it's not like he hasn't had success with a number one receiver because he's great at getting Jarvis the ball, getting Jarvis the ball in spots where he can pick up yards after the catch. Jarvis Landry, not one of the fastest guys in the game, but um, if he if he gets it in stride, especially coming across the middle, he can make some guys miss and come up with some big plays. We've seen that chemistry, so uh, it, we are. For some, for some reason, we are. Yeah, it'll be inter- interesting to see who steps up. Um, I mean, you saw Donovan Peoples-Jones with some obviously huge plays in the game uh, this past week, uh, rookie receiver out of Michigan. Um, it'll be interesting to see how some of those younger guys step up, including, you know, Higgins, like you said, had a had a great game this past week. Um, 
and I don't know, it's just something about when OBJ is not on the on the field, maybe Baker sees it a little bit clearer, maybe he's not trying to force the ball to him. Um, you know, you hate to say that without one of your best players you're better, but you know, maybe it maybe subconsciously it does something for Baker where he knows he needs to spread the ball around a little bit more. Um, you know, Austin Hooper was not in this game, uh, but he'll be back and Joku played a big role as Joku well. Did. Yep. Um so they've got they've got plenty of other weapons and hopefully Nick Chubb will be back soon, but um, it, it it's it's one of those inexplicable things you can't explain. OBJ is obviously one of the most talented receivers in the league, but him not being on the field might actually open some things up for Baker. Um, so to where he's looking at other guys that he wouldn't normally look at. Is this his last year in his contract? I don't think so, man. Because if it is, then he's gone. And if it's not, and they do well, they'll probably try to trade him and get something, you know, I don't know what the market will be coming off a torn ACL, but um, if they could move him to get, you know, some other things, that could be big for him. I wasn't one of them, but there were some calls for Odell to be traded before. And, yeah, again, oddly enough, a lot of those those people look like smart people. Um, having been able to get value for him uh, that we could have gotten would have been great, but he I is, don't know what you're going to get for damaged goods. No. He is not a free agent until 2024. So, Oh, wow. He had just All signed right. that five-year deal with the Giants before they traded him. And y'all just ate that money, huh, Cleveland? Yeah. I mean, not a, it wasn't a bad roll of the dice. Yeah, the contract itself isn't bad. The, the numbers aren't actually too bad at this point, but... Yeah, he's he's with them through until the twenty twenty four off season. Right. So that'll be interesting this off season to see. He's, uh, he's not been getting the bonuses. I see that when he does get the ball, he's been pretty. I mean, that Cowboys game, he looked he pretty looked good. Really good. <laughs> oh, it's, it's not his fault. Yeah, uh, but I mean, apparently, if Jarvis was our quarterback, he'd have a great year. <laughs> apparently, yeah. So let's let's talk about the other the late game. Um, on Sunday, which was the Seahawks versus the Cardinals. The game of the year. That's I mean, fine. it was a great, great game. Mm-hmm. Um, the Cardinals pulled it out in overtime. Uh, what do we, what did we learn from this game? You know, obviously the Cardinals are kind of a young up and coming team, Seattle, the established team that looks a little different than they have in the past. Yep. Russell Wilson's still there, but that defense looks way different. The running backs are way different and offense is a little bit more explosive, but what, what did we learn from this game uh, between these two NFC West opponents? Well, I think the first thing, of course, as you mentioned, Seattle's defense is just not what it was. I mean, honestly, it hasn't been. Uh, even last year with, J- with Jadavian Clowney, it wasn't great. Um, it was good. It was good enough, but not great. Um I think the biggest thing is is that Seattle's got to be able to run the football. I really like Chris Carson when he's healthy. When he went down and the pressure was on Russ, you know, of course, a crazy, you know, game for Tyler Lockett, um, but he was not getting the ball to DK Metcalf. Um, sorry, Malcolm. Uh, you know, I'm very sorry as well. <laughs> so it's just going to be problematic if they don't have that run game going. Um, and I think the biggest thing for me, um, on the Arizona side is, man, Kyler Murray had it going on Sunday. Um, whew, I mean, he was finding, you know, DeAndre Hopkins, which it, it just makes me, it makes me go insane that these teams can't stop a number one guy. Like, you're not going to double him. You're not going to, I mean, this guy had, well, at least eight to 10 catches, um, one for a touchdown. And Christian Kirk had, you know, a, a pretty solid game. So this Arizona offense is really fun to watch, and I'm going to be curious to see how Kyler continues 
um, with this type of play because if he's this good, I think they'll be a very, very tough out in the playoffs because uh, we've also seen Kyler have a few games where he looked very inaccurate mm-hmm. at times. So, Yeah, I think, uh, first of all, it took three Russell Wilson interceptions for them for the for Arizona to win that game and that just doesn't happen he doesn't usually hurt his team like that so the fact that it took that and then they still went to overtime which um, that that's not necessary that was a miracle fluke that, yeah. that kicker missed that <laughs> yeah. field goal like unbelievable the sequence of events that happened it's crazy yeah so the fact that it took all of that for that to win I think Seattle is still um the better team but I can't help but watch this Arizona team and wonder what they would be like with a guy like Le'Veon Bell. Um, you know, Chase mm. Edmonds had a had a huge game. Um and Kenyon Drake, I believe he got hurt and he even before that wasn't really that effective. So I would love to see them get a, a real running game um uh behind Kyler um and a good good one two punch in that running back position. But um, I'm I'm really impressed with with Kyler this early in his career, how he's looking with this with these weapons, and I think Christian Kirk is a really an underrated receiver. He's very good. Um, and I mean, even Larry Fitzgerald was I don't want to say resurrected, but he's been pretty steady his career. But he really showed up big for them at moments in that game too. Um, but that Seattle defense is it's it's a problem, and we'll talk about a little bit about a little later about the moves that they made um, via trade, but they've really got to address that going into um, deeper into the season, into the playoffs, because as we all know in the playoffs, you've got to be able to get stops. And especially in the playoff scenario, when you're playing against the best of the best teams can really target your weaknesses. Um, so it'll be important for them to get Jamal Adams healthy um, and see what other moves they can yep. make to help shore up that defense that just hasn't looked good in quite some time. Yeah, man. Well, hence the move they made today. Um, and so getting Carlos Dunlap, which I understand, you know, he, he, he may be a little bit latter. What is it? Year 11. Um, but you know, any additions that you can make, uh, to help out. And yeah, I think for me, I, I'd have to agree with Keith. The big thing that sticks out is just they, their, their backfield cannot stay health, healthy. Um, I mean, like last year, they were they were in great stride with uh, Chris Carson and Rashad Penny, Rashad right? Penny, yep. Uh, and and then they was both it Marshawn there last year too. Yeah, for a portion. I think of the he year. was there. Yeah, yeah. And then um, and then they both go down. So that, I think that's when they bring in Marshawn. Mm-hmm. And uh, then you fast forward this year. Uh, now Penny's gone. Is that right? Nope, Penny's still there. Um, they have He's him still recovering. Uh, and they have uh, uh, Carlos Hyde. Carlos Hyde, right? Mm-hmm. So, yeah, just a revolving door there. I mean, I, it, it, this team had a solid number one back, I think it would be, because Russell Wilson has been playing amazing. I mean, straight up amazing. Yep. Um, and he, honestly, I, I, that was the worst I feel like I've seen their offensive line play this year. Mm. Uh, not that he never had time, but there were a lot of instances in which he was he was hurried and, and you know, having to do a lot in the pocket to try and create. So I understand, you know, he was only really able to get the ball to uh, Tyler Lockett, but um, I think the the O line had a lot to do with that, and um, I, I don't know what to say about the Cardinals. I did call the Chase Edmonds. I mean, of course, he did. Uh, Drake had to get that is, King that, Drake had to get injured. But, that's your guy. Yeah. Uh, I, I mean, it just it just looked like it was trending, especially looking at what he's doing, catching the ball off the backfield. Yeah. And um, you know, if they're not going to be able to rush, you you need that you need that element, you need that dynamic, and so. 
Um, I don't know. I, I'm not sold on Kyler, but man, he went video game in this game, and so I I, I might as well shut up about that. He's been because solid he's all th- year. Like I've had him yeah. in fantasy. He's been solid all he, year. He has. Even to the point where Russ is my quarterback and then I went well after Dak. Sorry, Dak. Um, mm. but after you know, after he went down, I went and picked up Kyler Murray. Because I mean, he's balling. He's he's definitely I mean, what you want to see is in the big moments, can he get it done? And hey, he did enough so that they they pulled this ball game out. But it was a wild one. I loved watching this game. Yeah, the fact that they were able to get downfield so quick to get in so field goal cool. range uh, at the end of that game was crazy to me. Um, just to see yeah. Kyler, he was just very, he was accurate, you know. Um, I was and, braced for a tie. <sighs> that's that's what Malcolm was rooting for Woo! the entire time. Come on. <laughs> Come on. But uh, but yes, and Zane Gonzalez has been pretty reliable for them as a kicker. Um, so you know, but the whole sequence of events that happened, the fact that they didn't get lined up, they had to call a timeout. He kicked it, saw it go through. So I was like, okay, now something's probably going to go wrong. And of course, he just botches the kick it. the next time, um, yeah, man. which was embarrassing. But you know, and then they get to OT, and uh, the sequence of events in OT was crazy, crazy too, honestly. So. It's crazy. Yeah. DK, I thought DK Metcalf won me this week in fantasy, and and then gets called back. Yep. Can we talk about that play? My goodness, when he ran down, oh, uh, the chase down, the cha- LeBron chase down. Oh, right. <laughs> I kept watching it, thinking, like, okay, this this cool little effort, but I don't think he's going to get there. Oh, and then no. he just kept coming, and I was like, is he actually going to catch yep. him? Yep. I was like, oh, I had, they had tape. I had visions of it. <laughs> What are you saying, Ian? You said they had what? Uh, no, they had a tape no, of... I, I... <laughs> Ian, I'm about to say what I'm about to say. They had tape of Buda Baker, um, like, after he came off the sideline, just saying, how in the hell did, did DK catch him? It was hilarious. <laughs> well, it's funny. You see it a lot on uh, on the highlights for guys on long touchdown runs. They're looking up at the monitor to see how close people are and to see yep. if anybody's catching them. Um, and so to look up, probably, and see DK met. Big, big, huge big. DK Metcalf. Very long. Dude, he thinking, he's not gonna catch me, is he? Oh, he's he's about to catch me. <laughs> Which made me curious, like why he didn't like try to like you know go to the right or do something yeah, if, if he saw it. him, you know, angle it, you know, because then DK would have had to try to adjust. And I don't know if he catches him then, but he just ran a straight line there. It's like DK is probably gonna catch you, bro. <sighs> Listen, he was trying not to Daniel Jones it. Oh my gosh, blow up, blow up, Daniel, Daniel Jones, poor Daniel. Poor oh. white quarterback trying to run. <laughs> Could you just think? Oh, Eighty. He he was. There's nobody. Like he's. This is like the play of your life. Yep. This is going to be the highlight yep. reel of yep. your life forever. Yep. And you, <laughs> you can't stay upright. I ran faster than Lamar Jackson right here, son. <laughs> and then, Ooh, Dad, did I you fell. fall? <laughs> Dad, did you and fall? And it's still gonna be. It's still gonna be the highlight of his life. It's gonna be his butt fumble. About him it's still not as bad. I was right? about to say not as bad as butt fumble, but I mean it's up there. <laughs> Uh, so let's talk about some of these moves that are happening. The big, the big one that happened last week, obviously, AB Antonio Brown mm. is going to be a part of this Buccaneers offense mm. starting in Week Nine. Something that we've Not talked fair. about on and off air. Yep. Um, I was honestly surprised that Tampa Bay pulled the trigger. It seemed like Bruce Arians didn't really want to bring him into this into this locker room. Um, but I think the injury to Mike Evans, uh, Chris Godwin misses some time. Um, yep. I think all those things might have helped, and I think maybe even Tom Brady gave a little a little push. So, 
you guys, how do you guys feel about this move? I think we all agree that it's good, but I mean, what's the ceiling for this team with Antonio Brown? Super Bowl. I mean, I think it's clear. Dream team. (laughs) It is. I mean, it was scary with Mike Evans catching two passes a game and, you know, Godwin being back, you know, I think Godwin's, you know, chemistry with Brady is great. Gronk's been coming in, as you mentioned last, I mean, on Sunday night, uh, Malcolm, uh, he he's had two touchdowns in the last two weeks. Mm-hmm. Um, so if, again, if their running game is anything near, you know, 80 to 100 yards a game, mm-hmm. it, they are going to be on almost unstoppable. And their defense has shown the last few weeks yeah. to be really solid. So to me, with a, with a healthy A.B., you know, barring, you know, him, you know, smoking weed or going, right, going to, you know, uh, some of them clubs with Sweet Lou or whatever, you know, uh, this team is, is my favorite to uh, get to the Super Bowl, which will be at their home stadium, by the way, which could be crazy. I don't know how I feel about it. Mm. Uh, of course, talent-wise, just to think about looking out on the field, um, <laughs> Seeing Fortnite in the background, seeing, seeing uh, uh, Evans, Godwin, Antonio Brown, Grant, like Shady you know, McCoy, I stay on the, I stay on the sideline. Like, why, <laughs> why are we even doing this? Um, but I, I know that New England could handle, and we we remember, you know, I I still look at the timeline of events for Antonio Brown just in my leisure, just because it's just it's just amazing to look at what he was able. Oh, I shouldn't say able to do, but what this <laughs> what this man accomplished by way of crazy antics just between when he got traded in March last year and, and through what, September? I mean, we're talking about legal stuff, we're talking about social media, just I mean it was most en- most entertaining man in sports. I I still remember our conversations off air about it. But Hard um <laughs> Right. And now the thing about it, he went to New England, and it was curious. He had that game, scored in his first game and yep. everything like that. And then, you know, scandal about uh, the abuse and, and things like that broke. But New England is New England. They know how to handle that. New England has been taking in guys for years who have mm-hmm. trouble past and incorporating them into a system. Corey Dillon. So on and so forth. And, yes, uh, right, right. Um mm-hmm. Now, you know Brady is in Tampa Bay, but Bruce Arians ain't Bill Belichick. That's no shade to him, uh, but they have not built the construct. They have, they've, they're have they just now starting to experience some consistent success. They've been in Jameis land for the last several years. Famous um, Jameis. Got some crab legs, And brother. so from, a, from the standpoint of how they will deal with Antonio Brown, um, because at this point you can't assume he's going to come in humble, thankful for the opportunity. Like he's like he's Des Bryant or something, and so uh, I, I don't know. I, I don't know. It has the potential to ruin a very good thing that they have going on. That's my point. I don't know if I love the move of adding it, even though that's intense talent. But of course, if they go out and win a few games and he's explosive, I'll change my team. Well, look, you guys, he's been working with Deion Sanders to <laughs> to massage his image, and if there's anyone that can help you massage your image, it's Deion Sanders, right? Mm. That's mm. who you want yeah. to, in the ear of your star player. All right. No. Oh, Dion. <laughs> First of all, is that an NCAA violation? Because he's a coach. Can he work with pros like that? Well, I this was before that, right? You know? I don't know. It's a little. It's a little murky. 
Who knows? Um, yeah, it'll be interesting to see how they how they work them in. I mean, as a Mike Evans fantasy owner, I'm not excited about it at all because um, I think that's some touches that Mike's not going to be getting on top of him being hurt. So yeah. Um, but, but the beautiful thing is that they have time to work him in. They don't and they don't feel pressure. They don't need Antonio Brown if it doesn't work. Nope. If it doesn't work, it doesn't work. Exactly. Low risk, high reward yeah. type of deal, you know, and it could yield a championship potentially because, I mean, you take the best secondary, they're not going to be able to line up with the likes of Gronk, of Godwin, Evans, and AB all on the f- same field at the same time. Yeah. Like, that is crazy. Yeah. it. Yeah. I mean, the the... Just the things that they'll be able to do. And then it's Scotty Miller. We haven't even talked about the great Scotty Miller for this team. Oh, Scotty. I mean, every team needs a wide receiver, and Scotty Miller is that guy. He is. The He's the Cole Beasley, Wes Welker, Hunter all those. For, he, exactly. He is that for the Bucks. Julian Edelman. Julian Edelman, yep. Austin Collie. Rest in peace. I know he's <sighs> not dead, but. Um, There's other ones too that I'm not thinking about, but yeah, this, this is a fun exercise thinking of white rubbers. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, good old Wes Welker. Mm, yeah. Mm-hmm. So uh, let's talk about the other trade that happened just today. Um, Carlos Dunlap going to um, the Seattle Seahawks, getting traded from the Bengals. Oh, Obviously, Keith, you have seen this guy up close. Yes, what I kind have. of impact can he have? Um, for this team, he gave a solid one. Honestly, um, I don't know what was going on in the locker room with him and the coach and the defensive coordinator, who's terrible, anyways. But um, he still has some kick. You know, I think he's in that same boat with Le'Veon Bell. They've been doing this a long time, have good experience. The thing about Carlos Dunlap is he's quick off the edge, and he brings that pressure on the quarterback. <clears throat> and uh, he's also able to, you know, get in and stop the run. So. Um, this is a good move for Seattle. This will definitely help their defense that is missing a few pieces. He is not Jadavian Clowney right now, mm. um, but he does bring an element that will be beneficial to that defensive line. Um, yeah, so, I mean, it's a it's a good opportunity. I don't know how good the offensive lineman is that they traded us. You know, at the end of the day, we'll take an offensive lineman because that's what we need, especially seeing we just had one or two get hurt this past week again. So, uh, so yeah, it's going to be interesting to see. But I think it could be a good move uh, for Seattle. And I think, you know, I mean, they give up a lineman and a seventh-round pick to get them. It's not a whole, whole lot yeah. uh, for a team that is desperate to get help on defense because they feel they can win now. Yeah. So, Yeah, I think, obviously, the hope is that he can replicate some of the things that Jadavion Clowney can do. Yeah. I honestly don't know a lot about him. I just know that he was very disgruntled. <laughs> um, yeah, it was, and it came out of nowhere. It was so yeah. weird. Like, he was fine last year, and I don't, I don't know what happened in the offseason. I don't know. I have no idea. Yeah, but he's, he's been tired of losing. Easy. I mean, he's been with he's been with the Bengals a while. He he knows, you know, what to expect. Um, <laughs> pretty much, yeah. You're not you're not going to win a playoff game here, you know. As, especially oh, as long man. as Andy Dalton and Marvin Lewis was there, he knew what to expect. We'll be That's good enough wild. to win games, but we will not win yeah. when the when the, the brights are lightest and the stage is biggest. We will not win. That's a wild take. Like, how dare you get upset? <laughs> you know, you know what we do, right? Like, you know, you know, the culture. <laughs> you Mike know Brown the culture. is still the owner, right? You know, sheesh. 
You know the culture we've been, <laughs> built here. It's not good. Relax. No, no, no. That's the thing. It is good. It's not great. That's yeah. the issue. Yeah. Uh, but he Ooh. he also cannot cover. He is not a cover guy. You can't put him back and you know have him cover any type of flat or anything. Ooh. He's just not that. But he will get a pass rush. He will get some sacks. He will you know uh, make some stops in the backfield. So Seattle, hey, again, low low risk potential high reward. And then wow. the Ravens also made uh, a couple really big additions. Um, Yannick Ngakwe. Ngakwe. Des Bryant. He's only signed to the practice squad, but I think everybody expects him to eventually move over. And we'll start with you on this. How does this help the Ravens in this quest um, to get out of this really competitive AFC North now? I think it's just uh, it's just the fact that they recognized certain holes that they had and uh, went ahead and started to address them. I, I'm I'm not sure if they're done. Mm. Um, you know, looking at their squad, I, I think that they can still use some help um, on that defensive front um, or maybe in the linebacking core. You know, it, but nothing nothing is broken now. Mm-hmm. I think that's the thing. Mm. Um, if Dez, especially if Dez pans out, and you know, if he can stop crying because he's so grateful. So but, <laughs> no, and I, and I can understand it. You know, personally, I was very interested in seeing the Browns sign him when he was available because another guy who um, you can absor- who can absorb contact over the middle, uh, and you got Willie Sneed, one of one of the speedsters. You got Hollywood Brown, you know, uh, that can get you those distance plays, and Dez can go deep as well. Mm-hmm. But just by way of balance, you look at Mark Andrews, Boyle, mm-hmm. and, and, and everything that they bring to the table, and you still got. Uh, Mark Ingram and, and Dobbins and, and all those, they, those guys can get it off the backfield as well as that rushing attack is solid. And then, oh, yeah, Lamar Jackson. And so, <laughs> um, you know, addressing some things on defense, I think, was all, was was huge. I'm pretty sure um, their mind was on that after that uh, Kansas City game. Um, but, again, again, you're seeing the elite teams uh, make steps and make strides because uh, these guys are in win-now mode. And so – I, I hate to see it, but man, it's such a well-run organization. Yeah, I mean, I mean, you, you think about that defensive line now with Calais Campbell and Yannick Ngakwe, two guys ironically on the same team in yep. in Jacksonville. Um, I mean, that's that's a Pro Bowl level defensive line right there. Um, so the Des, the Des Bryant thing is interesting. How healthy is he going to be coming back off that injury? Uh, the torn Achilles last exactly. year. Um, that's that's a key, and then how quickly is he going to be able to get kind of in game shape and get some um, continuity with Lamar Jackson? Um, Y'all, I'm not gonna lie. I I think I still would have preferred to see him that last year with the Saints with that offense. Mm-hmm. I think that would have been like just so much more fun. But this will still be great if he is, you know, mm-hmm. as Ian said, just even a fraction of what he once was with Dallas. Mm-hmm. But Man, I was really looking forward to that Saints offense last year when I heard he was signing yeah. with them. But it gives him a. It also gives him. A, I mean, Des is a vet, vet at this point. Um, he's he's played at a high level, obviously, but um, he's been around the game. Can pretty much run most of the routes on the route tree. So I think they're going to use him more for his physicality and his size in the middle. Gives them a, a much different element than with Hollywood Brown and Snead yep. and some of the yep. other guys. Um, <laughs> We were just talking about how they needed a possession receiver. Yeah, absolutely. Yep. Um, I mean, yeah. So it'll be interesting to see how he embraces this. It seems like he's going to embrace this role on this team. Um, kind of reminiscent of maybe an Anquan Bolden when he came to Baltimore. Yep. Um, you know, he was a 
probably put he did put up much bigger number numbers in Arizona, but when he came to Baltimore, he was much more of a possession guy, was the steady guy that you could count on every game. Um and I think Dez could be that for for Lamar yeah. to give him another wide receiver particularly in a playoff scenario when teams are really going to load up on your best and number one options. Um, that could be a release valve. Um, so yeah, I, I hope, I hope it works out for Des cause he seems like he's really hungry for this opportunity. I know last year he wanted to get back and you saw the emotion from him this year. Um, getting an, another opportunity. So let's go ahead and talk about games for next week. What games are we looking up, looking forward to as some of the uh, top games to watch this coming Sunday or Thursday? I will go with a team, uh, a game that you guys may not be thinking about, but I am very intrigued to see Tua time in Miami. They play the Rams right off the bat. He's playing against Jalen Ramsey, Aaron Donald, um, you know, those guys, it's going, it's going to be interesting. Um, Fitzpatrick was running that offense decently, well enough to get a few wins. Um, yeah, I mean, so I'm just curious. I'm curious to see how Tua does his first game against uh, L.A. Because you know what's going to happen. If he has a great game, you know, all this, you know, the coach is a hero and blah, blah. And if he stinks, you know, is it time for Fitz Magic again? You know, so yeah, that's the game I'm really going to be looking at um, to just see how he how he does. There is no turning back. You yeah. can't put that toothpaste back in the tube. <laughs> uh, it's too yeah. for the rest of the year. Yeah, man. Or else, we'll see. Um, I don't. I can't believe that you didn't lead off with Colts Lions. Um, <laughs> 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 no. Nah, um, Man, if there, there's no game that I'm less interested in seeing probably this year. And it's not even that the Colts are bad. I just I, – I don't care. I don't care. Who cares? I don't even believe them. I think that's the thing about that. Anyway, um, Rams-Dolphins is, is a contender as well. I'm bored by the Rams this year. I'm not going to go through the whole schedule and just pick apart teams that I don't like, but I, just, I think I just had to get that out. <laughs> yeah, is there a game you're actually Steelers. looking forward to, Ian? Steelers Ravens, man. Of we course. Have to there it is. See, this is uh, uh this is a, that's gonna be a, a slug fest. Um seeing the Titans go at it. Um you're gonna learn a lot about <laughs> about uh Baltimore. Yeah. Uh, you're gonna learn a lot about, about that piece, that that Pittsburgh defense as well. Um and so yeah, I'm I'm look, I'm really looking forward to it. who's the guy that just got into uh for Pittsburgh, was it Bush? Yeah, Devin yes, Bush. Devin Bush. Yeah, yep. yeah, 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 yeah. And so um, seeing uh, now Pittsburgh is a factory though. Next man up yep. is, is one of those squads, one of those places that you really see that mentality bleed no through. Excuses for Mike Tomlin. Mm-hmm. None, none at all. So uh, having to having to serve up a, a steady diet of Lamar and, and the boys is going to be a good test both ways. Uh, I, as a Browns fan, have a vested interest in watching so that hopefully one of these teams exposes a chink in the armor of the other, but. Um, yeah, I mean it's gonna it's just gonna be great football. So that's 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 what I'm definitely keying in on. Yeah, because you guys haven't played uh, Baltimore yet, or was it? Oh, we played. Uh, we played both. Y'all played both already. I, both I believe. Season? I didn't think um, you did. Okay, hold on. We played Pittsburgh, and you guys might have not played the Ravens. I don't think you played yet. the Ravens. I'm tripping. Yeah, I didn't think so. Dang, I forgot we had them twice on the ladder. Yep. 
Thanks for that. I'm depressed again. But, yeah, um, we already got handled by uh, the Steelers, so I don't know. I'm hope I'm holding out hope that we'll be able to beat Baltimore. No, they did play both. They, they did, did play, play Baltimore? Yeah, they, they, opened the, they opened the year with Baltimore. Oh, and they lost. Yo, That's right. Where am I? Where, where, I don't know what's going on. Yeah. Um, repressed memories that I've, I've moved away from my, my <laughs> subconscious. But, uh, yeah. Well, I'm surprised no one has brought up this game, but 49ers versus the Seahawks. Yeah, I was going to give you the, you know, the go ahead on that. Uh, I appreciate that. uh, Um, You know, Seattle coming off that loss. Right now, if the playoffs start, um, if they were to start today, the NFC West would have three teams in, um, Seattle, Arizona, and L.A. Um, So San Francisco's got to work their way back into the playoff race a little bit. We can't just, we can't seem to get healthy. Debo Samuel's going to be out for this game. We lost Jeff Wilson. Mostert is now on the IR. Um, so a lot of this is going to come down to what we're going to see how bad the Seattle defense is. If we can put up some points against them. Who's your running back right now? That is a great question. Um, <laughs> Tevin Coleman or Jarek McKinnon? I don't know. Is Jarek playing? Yeah, I, I honestly don't know which one of them is healthy. Yeah. <laughs> Everybody's just been hurt. Um, so, you know, hopefully we can hold on. Um, put up some points against this team defensively. I think we may have some issues, but this will be a big game as those teams in the NFC West jockey. You know, there's seven seven playoff spots, so somebody's got to get in. Um, and so far, we've got three from this division. So hopefully, we can work our way back into the playoff conversation. The real question I want to ask you guys, you know, with the Lakers from Los Angeles winning mm-hmm. the NBA championship mm-hmm. and the Dodgers from Los Angeles winning. The World Series. Yep. Which LA team in the NFL is going to win the Super Bowl? Uh, neither. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. No the, question. Not, the, the sports gods are, have spoken. This is the year of LA. It is not. <laughs> Yo, Tevin Coleman's on IR too. Man, good lord. Jamichael yeah, I think, Hasty I think is your other running back. I think it's definitely going to be the split between <laughs> McKinnon and him. Jared yeah. McKinnon and Jamichael Hasty. Hasty, next, however you say it. Next, next man up. <laughs> this ain't Pittsburgh, Malcolm. Next man up. Next, next oh, man, up. man. But you could also run Ayuk from the backfield, too. He's yes, that, but we know. also need to play receiver because Debo Samuel's out. Yep. So, yeah, I don't want to talk about it anymore. Um, situation. <laughs> I don't know if we have the rights for you to sing that, Ian. Kendrick Bourne. Oh, okay, my Dante Pettis? You still got Dante Pettis? We're trying to trade him. <laughs> Do you guys want him? Bengals, <laughs> not, not really. Bengals, Browns. I mean, we'll, we'll, we'll give we'll give you AJ for him. Oh uh, yes, but, but we'll, we'll, oh yes. We'll take a oh, second round pick. Hell up, no, hell no. I'll do it straight up. Uh, no way. Nope. <laughs> so I'm gonna say the LA Rams are the most pop are the most possible LA team. Nope. So LA Rams will be the Super Bowl champions this year because this is the year of LA for nope. Kobe. Nope. For Kobe. For Kobe. Jared Goff will back. not be able to get it done. <laughs> <laughs> um, all right, so let's switch to college football. The Big Ten came back this week in Ohio State after a little bit of a rough start, pretty much wiped the floor with Nebraska. Yep. Did we learn anything from this game at all? Um, not really. Justin Fields looked pretty solid. I mean, he missed one throw the entire game, uh, which I was pretty excited about. Um, and, yeah, I just I want to keep seeing that running game develop. Um, I don't think Master Teague is it. Um, but we saw, you know, Trey Sermon a bit, and then we also saw um, another running back. I can't remember his name right now, but that's going to be the biggest thing to me uh, to watch for. We've got Olave. We've got, you know, some guys, some weapons, uh, Wilson. 
we've got a couple guys as weapons for the receivers, but you know, last year J.K. Dobbins, you know, and then before J.K. Dobbins, of course, was the one, the only Ezekiel Elliott. So uh, yeah, I mean, it's a lot of pressure on Master Teague or whoever's going to be carrying the ball for the Bucks offense. What a name, Master Teague. I know, um, good lord. Yeah, he does strike me as like a goal line back. Yeah, um, he's not very like fast. A, he's a bruiser. Yeah. Um, I actually did take a lot from this game. First of all, I, I I will never be afraid of Nebraska again. I'm not sure what was going on with me. <laughs> I want to take a moment to apologize to our listeners. And, uh, Scott Frost. Like I, I said, it's, door. Yeah, Scott Frost is a good coach, man. But. It's the husks of corn. Uh, it really does get <laughs> – no, I mean, just, just the field did look good. He had great time and great chemistry with those receivers. Oh, explosive offense, but we expected that, right? Yeah. Um, I did see a lot of pressure on Justin Fields. And that O-line, they they listen, of course, oh, they're going to get time. You know, you're playing Nebraska. But I did see a good number of plays where uh, where, where there was there was some – there was a lot more pressure than I would expect to see. I will say, of course, they, they look good. They look great because we put up great numbers, and I think that can be a little bit de- de- uh, deceptive sometimes. They did not look elite. This is what I'm focused on. I don't want to see great from, from Ohio State. I want to see elite. Why? Because if I, if I see elite while we're in these early games playing Big Ten, I have a sliver of hope that we'll look decent when we get to college football playoffs. I guess I'm just kind of calling it. Um, <laughs> but what I don't want is to be um, mollywopped by the SEC <laughs> like they've been in, in years past. And so um, I think it's going to be key that that offensive line can hold. Uh, also the defense. Nebraska had, what, seven plays over 15, uh, 15 yards or more. At least four of those were 20 or plus. Martinez, you know, he, he broke one for 40. And then run LMC. Shout out. <laughs> oh, Luke McCaffrey. He had one for 47, though. And so I'm just saying, like, this is just Nebraska. I don't know how good they are. Um, but I don't know if this tells me a whole lot about how great OSU is. Yeah. Well, some other um... – Impressions from this weekend. Michigan put a beat down on Minnesota on national television. Yes, they did. Um, you know, able really able to run the ball. Joe Milton, the the court, their starting quarterback this year. Um, you know, we, I don't want to say we put the the dirt on Michigan early, but I think no one's really talking about them. Um, but Minnesota is a very impressive team. PJ Fleck has really got that program going, and I think a lot of people going into that game expected Minnesota to put up a better fight. Yep. But Michigan really manhandled them in that game, um, and I think that sent a message um, that they're going to be a team to look at um, when it's all said and done at the end. Um, Michigan's back, baby. And then oh, in- we're not we're not going to say that. We back, baby. No, 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 no. No, no, sir. I wish I had. I wish I had. I wish I had a soundboard that had every college fight song. So whenever we talk about a team is randomly back, I could just hit this. No, the fight song. no, no. <laughs> we do not want to hear dun, 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 dun. That is honestly one of oh. only like three fight songs I know. So yeah. Um, and then Indiana pulling up the upset against <sighs> Penn State. Man. Um, I don't think anyone was expecting that. I know. I know Keith had dogged out Indiana for getting rid of Peyton Hill. Oh, time I didn't dog them. I just said they. It's interesting that he's going to Northwestern and he balled. Of course, as I did. as I Who said, uh, someone that you know doesn't matter. <laughs> Anyways, regardless, they put up points. As I said, so I also said that Rutgers. It's back, baby! Now that's someone who, 
back. Who you could probably say they're back. Well, they haven't won a Big Ten game since 2017, so yeah. I think it's safe to say that we're back, baby. Rutgers, yeah. pull, yes. pull up the fight song. Let's go. I don't Correct. know how it goes. Yeah, I know. <laughs> he is Chopping back. wood still. <laughs> oh. um, Until they play Ohio State. Yeah. Any other games that you guys saw or any other impressions from college football weekend that you guys were interested in? I was. I did say I would check out Cincinnati, and I did that. I do. I like Ritter. Mm. I like him, guys. Now I like him more as a running quarterback than uh-huh. a passing one. But uh, uh-huh. but no, seeing him and him and Jared Dope they they look good. Yeah, I was surprised. Honestly, um, UC does not normally play well in those games that they should that you know is going to be tough and that they could and should win. Um, especially last year, they lost to Memphis back to back. I'm just like, how do you let that happen? Um, but and they got them next week too, <laughs> right? Um, so, but you know, they played really well. SMU did not look good at all. I mean, had tons of drops, turnovers. They looked like they just weren't ready to play. So, hey, we'll we'll continue to watch UC and see uh, what Luke Fickle is going to be able to do with that squad. They're back since he's back. Baby. I'm not willing to say that either. <laughs> Um, I think the other big thing, um, Alabama losing Jalen Waddle, um, just a big play receiver mm. for them. Um, great speed. How do you think that affects their chances? Um, obviously they are, they, they still have Smith. They still have Harris. Mac Jones yeah. has been Mac better Jones than I thought he would yeah. be. Same. Um, but that's a big loss for them losing Jalen Waddle for the year. Yeah. Mm. I mean, you want to talk about next man up. Alabama is. In college I was just football. About to say, <laughs> okay. Yeah, yeah. What's your, what's your, I, Mr. Five Star, what's your name? Okay, come on, let's go. <laughs> right, right, right. You, you've been sitting in my back pocket this whole time. It's, yeah, I, I don't, I think that's the thing. I, I, I believe, I trust them to have depth. And, um, I think that they'll adjust. Not that it's not a big loss, but I, I, I have a hard time worrying about Alabama. Yeah, I mean, I'm not really that concerned either. Um, if this was Mac Jones and then we go to another quarterback that we don't know yet, uh, maybe that would be more of a concern. But they've got plenty of other weapons. Um, they'll be fine. Good take. Good take. Um, the big news coming out today, uh, the Wisconsin-Nebraska game is canceled. This is, as far as I know, the first conference game to be canceled we saw some non-conference early games get canceled because yep. obviously they couldn't reschedule them but this is the first conference game the first big 10 game to be canceled um wisconsin had 13 positive tests i believe it was six players seven staff members including their head coach paul chris paul chris and yep. their starter from week one graham Ertz, who had a, a, a incredible game i actually watched some of it on friday night he started out the game with 20 straight completions um and they were already down Jack Cohn, who's kind of their starter last year, he's out indefinitely. Um, Graham Ertz has to miss at least 21 days now with the positive test, and now they're not going to be playing this week. Um, so, guys, COVID still here. It's here. Um, it has so left. Because of the way the Big Ten structured the schedule, they cannot reschedule games. There's no bye weeks. They can't move games around. Um, so that game is just gone now. Yep. Does this change your concern level? for how many games that these teams are going to be able to get in um, in this environment? Uh, I mean, it's only concerning for the Buckeyes, honestly, Uh, the team that could, you know, have a chance to get to the playoff. I think, um, yeah, I mean, it's concerning for, I mean, of course, for the whole Big Ten, but mainly for those teams that are like, hey, we got to have a resume to get into this Mm -hmm. playoff. 
Um, if if there's a game or two that's canceled, you know, it's it's going to be tough. So I applaud the Big Ten for taking mm-hmm. these extraordinary measures. Um, I'm honestly interested to know, like, if this is Ohio State-Michigan, do they cancel that game? It's it's the rule. I would like to think that it's the rule and they, they're going to follow it, but nah, you You would think that, right? I yeah. mean, but, you know, Nick Saban's also coaching the same week he tested positive. But they had – but the SEC had more leeway. This they had true. more leeway in their rules, and yep. they – built their schedule in a way that they could move games around. Yeah. I, the Big Ten just, they're trying to fit all these games in in eight games in eight weeks, and we're going to try to get it in, but that leaves no room for any any kind of cancellation yeah. or anything. Yeah, so uh, I'm concerned, for sure, for the Big Ten. Um, but, hey, we'll have to just keep seeing what happens. Yep, and this is at least one game that, uh, mm-hmm. that, that they're going to miss. And so I... I <laughs> I think that the spring is probably looking like it would have been a much better option. Mm. Yeah, but there, given, uh, there's just no way that could happen, bro. Like, no way you have a spring and then turn around and have a fall as well. I, I'd rather, yeah, I'd rather choose a, yeah, a near a near possible scenario to figure out schedule wise than to pick the option that is is going to run my guys at the most risk. Mm. And ultimately, even if they went out lessen their chances of making the playoff anyway yeah yeah i mean it it, it'll be interesting to see how this affects other teams like you know ohio state may have a game that's canceled and it's not because of them it's because of somebody else um or another team may have an have a positive test and then that spreads to another team um and even Mm -hmm. if your game is not canceled you may have a guy that's out three weeks yep it's i mean it's 21 days so that's three games right there that you're probably going to miss depending on when the positive test happens justin fields gets covid i mean it's curtains yeah. So it's it's something it's something to be monitoring and obviously the playoff committee's got to have a really hard job on their hands with some of these teams that with these un, the schedules already unbalanced but now we could see some teams playing 5 games, some teams playing 6 games. Um you got to weigh all that out. It's going to make for a really interesting I don't know are, are we doing a bowl season like have they said who knows? Can you like? Is that even possible? Uh, can we do the you know the outback bowl and all that stuff? People traveling to all these cities, like, can we even do that? Uh, I don't know. Everything is going to be very, very, yeah, touch and go. And I don't know if we'll. I don't know if anything will be enjoyable once it's all said and done. Man. Other than the fact that somebody, some of the guys who were looking to get paid got paid. That's yeah, all. I don't know. Um, now, have we heard did Illinois have any positive tests? Uh, we haven't heard game? anything about Illinois, uh, not yet, at least. Lovey, keep your boys in check. <laughs> Were your mask? Were your mask? <laughs> <laughs> um, so let's talk about the games to watch this week in college football. What games are you guys looking at, Malcolm? Let's start with you. You know, you normally get third pick. So who who are you looking oh. at? Well, I'm glad you asked. Uh-huh. Um, if you had asked me <laughs> before coming into this week, I would have said something completely different. But thanks a lot, Indiana, for ruining that. Uh-huh. Um, uh-huh. But I'm actually interested in a in this Oklahoma State Texas game. Yeah, um, in the Big Twelve, yep. Oklahoma State had a statement win last week against Iowa State, really putting themselves in a really good position to win the Big Twelve. Texas was one of the favorites, hopefully, to come out. Um, and so they're starting to play a little bit better. So we'll see is, is Texas, is Texas still that team or is Oklahoma state really 
going to be the crew of the crop in the Big 12. Um, offensively, they've just been dangerous with with Wallace, uh, with Sanders, Chuba Hubbard. Chuba. Um, they've that that trio on offense is just is is incredible to see. So um, it'll be interesting to see how Texas comes out defensively. Their defense has been really up and down this year. Um, offensively, we know what they can do. Um, being able to get points. Um, Sam Ellinger, I believe he's a senior now, has just been a mainstay on that offense. Um, but they've got to they've got to really load up on defense and try to stop this Oklahoma State team because they can really score. That they can. That they can. You know, I'm honestly looking forward to this Indiana Rutgers game because Indiana (laughs) two programs that's hoping to say that they're back. You know, I don't know if Indiana ever was, but you know, they're playing well. They they beat Penn State. Um now it was at home, but still. Um with four fans. (laughs) Right. And and Rutgers, you know, again, as Malcolm said, had a very solid outing. So I'm curious to see how this is going to play out. It is at Rutgers. So, you know, um, Greg Schiano, um, I'm, yeah, I'm just curious to see, you know, how that, how that game plays out. I think, uh, Indiana, man, they could, they could creep up and be that big 10 team to watch if they, uh, they keep winning. Yeah. Uh, of course, Ohio state, Penn state, I'm going to be all, all over that, that particular game. Um, Again. No white out, thank God. Thank you, Jesus. Oh well. Don't worry, they'll, they'll wheel out some wheelchair kid out. <laughs> right, right, right. Everybody. This is little Jimmy Jones. No, that's Purdue and Iowa. Those two teams. Uh, every, every team has those little stories. I don't, you just I a, don't want you just don't hear that. about them unless they win. I don't know. <laughs> listen, that kid, that especially the one at was it Purdue? The one at Purdue, like they were hyping him. I think his name was Trent or something like uh-huh. that. Like that was well known before the game. So I was just like, oh great. Here right, we go. Have, this is little Jimmy Jones. He's never walked in his whole life and the only thing he wants before he dies tomorrow before is for he Penn dies. State to is be Ohio State and he sends this powerful message we're going to play on the Jumbotron please help me, help me live oh, oh, every time alright alright <laughs> Um, Mizzou, Florida. I'm, I'm looking at as well. Mizzou, who a lot of people have being a lot better than they look. Um, but then again, they they did take out LSU. They just played poorly in the other games. Um, yeah, just you know, looking to see if they can actually put up a fight there. Um, trying to see what Florida's really made of. So, and of course, I am going to maintain watching Cincinnati because I said I would. And also, man, I want to be a Zach Wilson fan. And I'm really intrigued. I don't want to see BYU play Western Kentucky, but I'm really intrigued about Zach Wilson. You said Zach Wilson, and I had no idea you were talking about. I had until no you idea. Said BYU, and I was like, oh, okay. I was like, who the heck is Zach Wilson? I hadn't heard of him either. <laughs> for, for full disclosure, somebody somebody put me on to him. I think it was like last week, and I was just like, I don't I don't know who Zach Wilson is. I thought he was like an actor on a team show or something. <laughs> But uh, but after like you know watching some some highlights from before and then actually checking out some of the game uh, this past week, I was like, oh, okay, I might actually watch this guy. He's pretty mm-hmm. exciting. Yeah, that Florida game will be interesting. Florida's coming off um, they one game, well, they had two games actually that were canceled because of COVID with the positive test they had going over there. Um, but they've got two potential Heisman Trophy candidates with uh, Kyle Pitts who. At the tight end position, it's just a beast. Um, and then Kyle Trask, who's really taken a step up since taking over for Felipe Franks last year. Yeah. Um, you know, 
they had a tough loss um, right before they had to have their game postponed. But it'll be interesting to see as they get through this SEC schedule. Um, they can get out of the East and get have a chance against a team like Bama in the in the SEC championship game. They've got a good chance to to be in that playoff mix as well. Yeah. Um, some NBA news. Uh, before we leave you guys today, Daryl Morey uh, signing a five-year deal to be the president of basketball operations for the Philadelphia 76ers. Um, we, I don't think we talked about Daryl getting fired for the Rockets, but when he was the GM, uh, they had the second highest win percentage other than the Spurs in the 13 years that he was there. Um, obviously, they brought in Doc Rivers. Elton Brand is the current GM, uh, but it looks like Daryl Morey will be over him as the president of the team. Um does this do anything for you guys in your thoughts about Philly and what they could possibly do this offseason? I would be excited if I didn't look at Houston and see that they are locked up in every direction. As far as draft picks, current roster is not going to get it done. They have very limited mobility. And so while they're more, you know, effective during the regular season, uh, one, I want to know if you could build a championship team. And I also, you know, would like to see if you cannot blow up my organization and leave us in shambles along the way. So, um, I mean, you know, it's, it's great to have people who know how to get stuff done. I just, I, I'm hoping that the mixture there, you know, uh, the Browns in this offseason, the whole lot of talk about uh, whether or not they were unified and everything like that. And that's a lot of successful guys to bring in to say, hey, get all on the same page and make it work. So we'll see. Yeah, I don't care honestly. <laughs> I'm just like, hey, we'll, we'll we'll see. You know, um, I I am interested to see what moves they make in the off season um, because they are a couple players away. Um, but yeah, this doesn't do much for me honestly. I had a, I knew that that Keith was gonna say that. That's part of the reason why I brought it up because <laughs> I knew that he would be like, I don't care. It's NFL season. Well, no, it's not that. Like I care about some other news, but like this one, I'm just like, uh, all right, you know, we'll see what so you, happens. You, so you care more about the Madden Sam Cassell to the coaching staff. <laughs> I, I mean, right? I mean, I care more about that than this GM move, honestly. Um, um, I, yeah, I think you know he did leave um, the Rockets. I also don't think that Chris Paul trade was his was his doing. Uh, I think the ownership wanted to get rid of Chris Paul. I think James Harden wanted to get Chris Paul, um, and they really committed to that small ball. Let's just play everybody under six foot five as they much sure as possible. Um, and so I don't think that was fully his uh, his doing. So I don't completely lay that at his feet. But it'll be interesting to see how he comes into this situation. Um, obviously, you've got Embiid and Simmons. You've got to figure that out. Doc Rivers is a veteran coach. Um, so one thing you know about Daryl, he's going to make a deal. He's going to make it happen. I don't think anyone thought they would be able to trade Chris Paul's contract, um, last year. So, um, he's known for making deals and being aggressive. And so I think that's what Philly needs, um, on their path to get better. So before we leave, um, we forgot to do our fantasy football. Keith, you want to give us a fantasy football oh, update? Oh, yes. Your boy is now 3-1. and one. Another victory for me this week. It was fun, though. You know, this past Sunday night, it was DeAndre Hopkins. I was down five points. DeAndre Hopkins and Malcolm had DK Metcalf. And Hopkins just, you know, completely outplayed him. Uh, and it's not necessarily Metcalf's fault. He wasn't, you know, Russ wasn't finding him. But it was just great for my team. Um, so, yeah, you know, Aaron Rodgers, you know, had a very solid outing for me this week. 
And uh, yeah, so I am sitting at uh, three in one. <laughs> it's our podcast name. <laughs> um, and uh, looking forward to going four in one this week, guys. You know the the Black Adam Schefter of our of our uh, podcast oh, here. Okay. Here we go. <laughs> Wow. Yeah. Um, what happened to us? You know, picking picking uh, NFL games. You know, I, you guys didn't want me to win that too. Wait, so, picking NFL games. Remember, you know, when we had our podcast, we'd pick you know three games and we would give our predictions and scores for those. Oh, games. did we keep? Up, did we actually keep up with that? I don't remember. Yeah. Well, I don't remember who. You know, I was probably winning that too. But you know, <laughs> oh wow. Right. <laughs> oh, okay. No, let's do it for everything. Let's do it for college football too. Hey, let's fine. do it. For, listen, this is we, we can big do it. talk. <laughs> This is big talk. You know what? You know what? I'm ready. Listen, whenever y'all are, I am ready. Look, I'm just doing this football thing for y'all. I did not want to do this with let the fans know. I'm just doing this for content. It, I feel a, challenged now. I, I mean, don't. Keith, I'm, 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 I'm. <laughs> if you want to head to head, going in the next week spot, I'm down. What are we picking? Like the winners of three games? Oh, it? we can do it. We can do it, and that could be a part of our Sunday night uh, recap. We can do it. We'll choose our okay, te- we'll choose so- our we'll choose our teams and who's going to win <laughs> and uh, by how many points and we'll, we'll go with that. Who did did we make a pick? Who do we who did you pick on the Seattle game last night or last week? We both took Seattle. Okay, yeah, and we should have won. Yeah, that was that was the safe pick. Um, thanks a lot. <laughs> you know, uh, fantasy football will be back hopefully. If some of my guys remember how to play football. <laughs> Um, Keith got bailed out by one of his defenses, so we'll give him that. Congratulations. Appreciate y'all for uh, coming through that. for me. I appreciate that. APB on our E&E, we're praying for you um, and your team. Ooh. Hey, don't do that. Oh, Ezekiel Elliott is just killing yeah, you. Man. He is killing me, certainly. <laughs> um, I'm I'm definitely thinking about uh, moving on from, from, from Mr. Z. But, uh, remember my take. <laughs> what it sounds like you're saying is is, is the worst. I'm sure it's not actually. It. Just remember my take from, from hey, uh, Ian. You know, and uh, uh, you know that Christian McCaffrey pickup that's still I helping mean, you, you a got, lot. You've got two just <laughs> weighing you down, Ian. Come on, get him off you, so, Ian. Get him off you. Thing, here's the thing. I I have enough to get it done, even with that slot picking up. But he's not available for y'all. That's that's all that matters. That is that is that true. is very true, and we don't want him either. <laughs> is that right? Yes. Yeah, y'all y'all don't want Christian McCaffrey. Not right now. Not right now. I don't. Nope. Okay. Not but in, a, not in still... a three man league, Ian. No, I don't. Now, if this is a twelve man roster. I'm like, okay, yeah, let me keep him stashed away because he's going, you know. But not in a three man league. Not, I'm not missing anything by having him on my roster. Like I'm starting Zeke and Derrick Henry, and I got Mike Davis on. Well, like Zeke is as killing you, bro. Zeke is killing you. He is. He is. So you know, I mean, I'll switch some things around. We'll work it out. <laughs> in the famous words of Aaron Rodgers, "R E L A X." Ian is the Black Lewis Riddick. <laughs> oh. I'm just kidding. I love you, Lewis Riddick. You are black. I'm just kidding. Um, all right. So <laughs> I love you. You are black. Oh my, 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 my. So let's do our uh, parting words, Keith. Oh God, give us your parting words for tonight. You know, I wasn't ready for uh, parting words, so I was literally just thinking to myself one minute ago what exactly I'm going to say, but. I do want to give a shout out to Carlos Dunlap. Um, you brought many good years uh, to our defense in Cincinnati. Um, I don't know what 
the inside is with you and, and the organization. I don't know if it's the coaches. I don't know if it's, I don't know what it is, but you know, thank you for all that you've done. You have definitely been a bright spot on our defense when, you know, our defense hasn't been very great all the time. So we appreciate you. Wish you nothing but the best. Glad you're not in the AFC. Um, cause I wouldn't want a revenge game by any Marine, by any means, but, um, but yeah, shout outs to you. Enjoy Seattle. Uh, it'll be a good test for you to be out there playing with that defense and, uh, Pete Carroll's a good head coach. So, uh, yeah, that's all I got to say about that. Um, and shout out to our wives, you know, um, you know, y'all just MVPs. You know, y'all may not be listening. I was going to say they're know, not listening. They're not hearing They're us, not, so. but I'm still going to give We're a shout out. We're not getting any points you know, for this. I know that we uh, <laughs> we watch a lot of sports, you know, Saturday, Sunday, Monday, Thursday. But uh, y'all are real MVPs, so, yeah. We love you guys, even though you guys don't listen to the podcast at all. Um, <laughs> Ian. Yeah, you covered, you covered a lot of ground. He really yeah. did. He really did. Ian, the, Mr. Pivot. That was off the dome, by the way, guys. You know, my next late, my next album is coming out soon. <laughs> okay, okay. <laughs> Ian, Mr. Pivot, give us your parting words. Hey, man, just thinking of praying for standing with Nigeria, uh, standing with Pennsylvania, PA. Uh, we get to laugh and, and talk about sports. I'm blessed to have my brothers here, but um, we are still black men in America living in this crazy world. So thinking of y'all, uh, much Love, much love. Yeah, keep fighting. It's a solemn note to end on. Thank you, Ian, for bringing awareness to that. Sure. Shout out to Nigeria. We are praying with and for you. Um, my parting words are going to go out to um, young coach who been around the league for NBA for over sixteen years and is finally getting his shot to be a head coach. That is one Stephen Silas who was hired today as the new head coach for the Houston Rockets. He is son of I was about to say legendary of NBA coach Paul <laughs> Silas. <laughs> Shout out to Paul. Uh and Silas. Paul and Silas. Paul and Silas. Um you know Steven's been around for a long time. Uh, been on a lot of staffs, including the Cavaliers, including the uh, the Bobcats, um, and most recently with the Dallas Mavericks. Um, I'm just excited to see him get an opportunity to have the the, the lead chair. Um, you know, obviously a black man, black in, a, man. in a head coaching position, yes. but a guy who's really put his time in and has been all over the league and as a scout, as an assistant, as a developmental guy. Even did some coaching with bas- basketball without borders uh, for the NBA overseas. So excited to see him get an opportunity. I'm hoping that he can help um, build some good things in Houston this year as they're yeah. kind of in transition. Yep. Um, but shout out to Steven Silas. Mm-hmm. Um, and I hope, I hope they treat you well out there in Houston. Well. Me too. I think that's it. Is that it, guys? I think so. I think that's I it. It's a so quick. I hate to go. <laughs> I hate to go. But you guys don't have to leave us. We're always on social media at 3 1 Podcast on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. And Sunday we'll have our NFL post game live show on Facebook Live. We'll let hey. you know if it's going to be all three of us, just two of us, or even just one of us. There will be a show on Sunday. We promise you that. So from Cleveland, Ohio, Mr. Pivot himself, Ian Lamont Morgan. He's got us in fantasy, but the Browns got us in real life. Oh, God. <laughs> and in Columbus, Ohio, by way of Cincinnati, he's still rooting for the home team. That's Keith Turner Jr. I'd rather have Joe Burrow than Baker Mayfield any day. Mm. And here in the capital city, by way of several other places, they call me the Black Al Jarreau. Hot. Just kidding. 
It's oh, your boy, oh my God. Malcolm Morgan. Oh my God. And you know how I like to end the show? Boomer. Sooner.